What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Comicsly Podcast, the official podcast of Comicsly.com. My name is Joseph, and this is episode number 22. On the program today, Angela and I are talking about the manga My Lesbian Experience with Loneliness, written and drawn by Nagata Kabi. This is something that we've both read before, something that we both read uh, much, not much earlier, four or five years ago when we were both at very different places in our lives and sort of reading it again reading it right you know now again sort of how something that we start and and i guess spend in a lot of the initial part of the conversation as right how does reading it now relate to to when we read it previously right and sort of how does that affect the way that we interpret it now right because it is this is not a light manga in any in any uh in any respect um so you know content warning here for talk about depression about suicide and about self-harm so if just you know be careful because those things do come up throughout the podcast and i try to mention it before i we try to mention it before we talk about it during the episode also and again i should say that the name of the manga is my lesbian experience with loneliness because we start the episode and then we don't say that for about five or ten minutes so just to be very clear what we're talking about when we get into the episode this was something that uh you know when we do this podcast we try to be very thoughtful and and considerate about sort of what we're saying and and the the implications of what we're saying and right trying to sort of analyze and and do a critique of whatever sort of media that we're engaging with that week and and be thoughtful about our thoughts and reflections on it right and um you know just i I say this in the episode i talk you know it's in the name right this is a book about a woman figuring out her gender identity and how she wants to express her sexuality and so you know just as a, as a straight white man right not i am someone who is still figuring out the uh the correct and like most respectful and thoughtful and ways to talk about this without being prescriptive and being um hopefully trying to be respectful of how people want to identify themselves in any way in their life and not say anything not just that would like you know we don't want to offend anyone i don't want to offend anyone but just also we don't want to sort of make or spread or assume anything about groups of people try to this is stuff that we're trying to i think figure out how to how to talk about in 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 the best way um and and so we try to do our best you know i i feel pretty comfortable everything we said in this episode but just yeah you know and and this isn't to preface for any like mistakes or anything but um you know this is stuff that me and angela are still very much right these aren't always easy things to talk about and so we're you know trying to do that in, in a in a respectful in an honest way i think so you know and i hope that comes across in the podcast in your conversation i hope you find something that's thought provoking or, or, or interesting or that you you can connect with it in here um and i really recommend that everyone go read this read this manga i think it's really excellent i know not an easy read by any means that's something that angela spends some time talking about but i think for me it's been really helpful at reading at the different points in my life when I have just in, in the things that it's brought up for me. So yeah, again, not an easy read content warning for, for depression, for self-harm, for suicide. But if, you know, if you're able, if you have access to it and, and this, you know, you feel comfortable reading it, I, I really would recommend people do. Um, I can hear my voice getting a little bit softer and <laughs> as I talk about this stuff, but this was a, this was a, you know, you know, maybe fun is not the right word, but I think I, I enjoyed having this conversation with Angela. I really did, and I, I'm glad we talked about it. There's a couple of sequels. I don't I don't know if we'll do those. I'm, you know, that's something that we have to figure out. But I hope people enjoy listening to this episode, and you're gonna hear my conversation with Angela about about the manga, my lesbian experience with loneliness on the other side of this short break. It, it come on, it I does need, not end sadly. I need to monitor what things you're choosing for this podcast better. I okay. Think. <laughs> this is uh, that's my lesson from today. Next week is Itawan class, so we're good. Yeah, yeah. And, I'm and I'm pumped. Okay, and then I think this the week, week after that is I don't I, I think maybe Night in the Woods the week after that, but no, this week is good. It ends happily, mostly. <laughs> um, does it though? Well, do we want to start there? It, does, with, it doesn't really, it really end. end. I mean, I like mean, it like ended. ended. What do you mean it doesn't really end? And what do you mean by I that? Guess, that's, that's interesting. Like. 
she's still like still going through like some tough stuff you know there's no like there's no like personal or emotional like epiphany or anything that's like oh yes things are gonna be good now no things just gonna you know be maybe like slightly better but maybe still not great okay so i think that's kind of what i love about it right because yeah you like things with no endings or sad endings no but there is no (laughs) right i think it reflects real life in that way that there is no there is no it, it 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 doesn't get fixed right to be like very to be like very dark and i don't want to be that dark because like i i enjoyed reading this and i really enjoyed it right but like the the all of life is a process until it ends right but you're nothing is ever like totally figured out right nothing is ever fixed or you know i guess i should speak for myself in, in, in the way that i understand it or right in, in you know in the 20 some odd years of, of what i've experienced right things are not like fixed or complete or done right and it is this whole process and then one day the process kind of ends and you die die, right and the process ends and i kind of i guess it's kind of like what do you want from your media right so maybe you want your media to be a little bit more aspirational in saying that in having you know a quote-unquote happy ending right it is like do you so let me ask you this right let's say it has some sort of happy ending right where she either finds some sort of long-term partner, she, you know, gets some, you know, has a sort of like steady full-time job, right? I, you know, you kind of pick what that looks like for, for you, I guess. But like, do you think that would undercut the rest of the book at all? Do you think that would undercut the rest of it in any way? No, I think it would be like, hey, look, it gets better. I hadn't thought about that, but I wonder if, if, if the message of this book or any, if that, if it would undercut for me, if she kind of, walked away just happily or i think specifically it would right because one of the things i wrote down and we'll you know i guess we should say at this point i'll have said it in the intro but it's always good to say it again here angela and i read a manga this week we read the manga my lesbian experience with loneliness by nagata kabi who both wrote uh, wrote and drew it it's a about 150 page manga that was published as a web comic and then later got pretty popular and was republished as a whole uh, collected manga novel about her experience in her early to late 20s, figuring out what, what she wanted to do with her life, what type of person she wanted to be, how she wanted to be in the world. And yeah, it's not, it's not particularly the most happy story in any sense, right? A lot of like pretty, she experiences a lot of like awful things but like very real things i think things that at least i connected with which which we'll get to but um and then you know another good thing to say right here is content warning talking about yeah self-harm and depression throughout this episode so content warning for those two things all right so (laughs) i guess we kind of started at the end a little bit so we're gonna have to jump back a little bit earlier and let's talk about so this is the second time you've read this right Yes. All right. This is the second time Anza's read this. I think this is the third time I read it. I, the first time I read it is, was as part of a book club. It's the first manga. I I actually haven't read like any other manga other than this. I I know I should like check out some other stuff um, because I really enjoyed this, but I read it as a part of a book club, really enjoyed it. And then bought it and was like, oh, I, you know, I think I bought, I like read it. I bought it. I read it again. And then I sent it to you. And I remember I was like, I, I'm going to send this home and I don't want mom to like open up the package <laughs> and see the cover. So I think I wrapped it in like brown paper just so like it wasn't yeah, going to be like taken. A, like a liquor bottle. <laughs> like, yeah, like some, yeah, like some sort of illicit object. Cause just because there's, there's a, a there's two naked women, not in a like lascivious or lewd way, but there's just, there two, there's two naked women on the front. Um, and I didn't want. I didn't want the parents to censor Angela's reading. Yeah, well, now they're going to know. <laughs> no. <laughs> I have a funny story about that. I'll tell you afterwards. Um, so, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, so I read it because I think it really, it connected, right? I think she writes very honestly about a lot of things and gives words or like puts words to a lot of feelings that I had in high school and in my first couple of years of college that I didn't, I I like I can't write like that I can't express myself like that I think she does it like very eloquently and sort of efficiently with her with her 
dialogue and with her art. And so I think I wrote to you, right? Because I wrote you a little note on that cover. And I think I, I think I said something. I don't feel like I still have that cover. I might have kept it, but I'm not sure. But um, I think I wrote to you about like this, like in here in this book is a lot of, it expresses a lot of the things I felt living at home in in Wisconsin, growing up with the parents that we did. And like, you know, I think we've talked about this before on the podcast, but I was like a really shitty older brother to Angela for for a long time and I feel really horribly about that and so remember that time you put water in my cereal and milk and I, I don't I, remember that I, specifically I, but I absolutely water. believe it I was so excited because it was chocolate milk and Cheerios and I never have chocolate and then you put water and I was like ew and then dad made you drink it oh yeah I was a, I, I was a shitty old lot. yeah I was a very shitty older brother for a very long time. That's cool. And yeah, no, like something I'm, I'm like, sorry, I'm, you know, we've, we've talked about it off the podcast, but like, I'm very sorry (laughs) that I was like that. And I didn't, you know, I didn't send you this book to try to like explain, like, this is why the way that was, but just at least like, these are the things I was feeling at that time, right? That doesn't excuse the actions in any way, but these are the things, these are a lot of the things I was feeling, right? This, this is also a book about, uh, a woman's figuring out that she's queer, that she's attracted to other women. So, you know, that's, you know, I'm like a, a straight white guy. So I don't, don't have that lived experience, but I can empathize with what she's going through. And as far as how she's dealing with her family, how she's growing up and how she's figuring out how to navigate the, the world, because she doesn't find that easy at all. So yeah, that, that was me coming to it and like introducing it to Angela what did you I don't know what did you think the first time you read it Ange do you remember your reaction to it at all well here's my thing okay and it kind of ties into like my reaction reading it again okay in high school I was much less happier than I am now Mm -hmm. and so it meant something more to me to read it then but reading it now it was just like I'm not super like emotionally open person so now, it was now you're saying now yeah. or then now now okay like my thing is more is like in the, like the past the past no need to like go like revisit that mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so like this wasn't the most fun thing for me to do okay yeah so as you were reading it now you were sort of were you remembering how you felt about it reading then or were you just taking back can you ex- explain that a little bit more, if, if that's okay? Like, yeah, it was like, it reminded me, like, of, I guess, how I felt back then. And it was okay. just like, I don't really feel like I want to, you know? Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. That's why All I right. said I gotta, I gotta monitor what you pick better. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for reading and thank you for, like, engaging with it. I do appreciate that. <laughs> Yeah, the, I almost was like, Joey, I'm not doing this. Okay, all right. I make you sad, but this is the only way I get to talk to you, so. It's not the only way you get to talk to me. You can call me whenever. Yeah, but it's, it's not because then you're like, all right, I gotta go. Well, sometimes I have to go. Oh, yeah. I'm never gonna time. hang up. I'm never just gonna hang up on you, though. <laughs> okay, so it was a little bit of an intense experience for you just reading this over the last couple of days. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. Like, thank you for sharing that. I, and, you know, I, we'll t- I'll make sure we talk about it. She has a couple oh. other books, you know, maybe we'll, maybe we'll, maybe we'll not go through those or I'll, I'll read them first and then you can decide, but okay. All right. Thanks. I appreciate that. And what? <laughs> uh, I f- I'm like, I'm feeling very bad right now. I'm like, now I'm like, oh, I don't know if we should like go through well, with this, but. Should we just skip right to Itawan class? No, because I have to finish it. (laughs) Okay. Um, All right. Did you... Okay. So we're... hmm, I'm just trying to think. Because I don't want to... What are your notes? Well, so I guess a lot of my notes are sort of very similar. I'm I'm sure it's like a lot of the stuff that I connected to the first time, right? So uh, one thing I think this book does really well is it's... it visualizes right the art in this book is it's pretty like simple right there's uh it's all gray and pink and black and white right and the character the main character 
who I don't know if we ever get the main character's name actually. It's just have, the author. I don't know if she ever actually has like a name, but it is the author. And she through yeah, through her art and, and through her dialogue, she captures a couple things really well. And and one of the things she captures very well is the feeling of when you're young, right? And especially when you're like still living with your parents, right? Feeling the sort of feeling like you have to live up to some everyone else's expectations, right? And like specifically your parents, right? And like that is something that I didn't know how to really like verbalize, right? I know it's like something I felt and, you know, I have, you know, there's four people older than me, there's five people older than Angela. So like, I, I think, is it fair to say like, I, I mean, I guess I don't know, like, and you don't have to answer this if you don't want to answer. Like, did you, cause, cause you're, you're a bit younger than me. Right. And so I felt like there was always a lot of comparison to like Sarah and David, who are a couple of our older siblings. I don't know. Did you ever feel did you ever feel like that pressure or do, do you think like because they're w- like quite older than you that was like that pressure was more removed? I think it was more removed, especially because okay. I feel like like I don't know. I always like kind of characterize like each of like the siblings with like Dave's the smart one, Sarah's the fast one, John's mm-hmm. the hippie. And like <laughs> I feel like I and also mom and dad probably realized pretty early on like i wasn't about to like go to college on some running scholarship or some yeah. smart person scholarship so i felt pretty comfortable just doing my own thing mm. okay okay nice i mean I, but also because it's like i didn't i didn't like grow up with you guys but like i grew yeah. up with you but like not with like the older kids so it's like yeah. i don't even know what i would be comparing myself to yeah 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 absolutely and this in this book the the main character has a sister. She doesn't talk about her sister that much, right? And she only shows up in a few scenes, but it, it's constantly coming back to this feeling of being, yeah, like, how do you do, you, how do you decide at which point, like, you're not, maybe you're not going to be the person that, that satisfies or is exactly what your parents want you to be, right? And there's no easy or good way to do that, right? And she sort of goes, especially in that, like, the uh, chapter one and chapter two right she goes through kind of hell to figure that out right she has like severe depression she can't get out of bed she starts she starts self-harming in a way right it's that that's one of like the most vivid scenes in the book right she i don't i don't i'm maybe you remember this right she talks about she's like has these massive swings between like binging and sort of starving herself and when she's binging, like, she has to eat everything, right? And she, like, eats the dried ramen and it makes her, like, mouth bleed. And it's, that's kind of a, that kind of is, like, satisfying to her almost, right? And it's, there's, it's, that, that panel particularly, like, I don't think I'll ever forget that, right? It, I think it's, it's like, I think, I don't know if it's exactly red, but it's, like, this very bright pink, at least, that, like, is supposed to be blood on the panel, right? It, it's, I don't know. And, and I think that, you know, it, it is one of like the darker and, and more difficult to look at panels, right? But I think it ca- it's one of the moments in this book that really captures the sort of symbiotic nature, right? The sort of way that the the narration and the art sort of perfectly complement each other, which which happens throughout the whole book, right? But I think it sort of is 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 really encapsulated in some of the like more difficult or or darker panels. That was one of the things that I like going back right i don't know because that's something i'm still feeling and i don't know if i'll ever go over i, I don't know if it's so much with like my, my mom my mom and my dad anymore but i think it's it's still definitely something that's present with with my older older siblings something else that i was sort of picking up on right and, and this is just because like it's been maybe four or or five years since I last read, uh, maybe not four or five, probably like two or three years since I last read this, right? Is like, so it's dealing with all of those emotions, right? It's also dealing with a person who is figuring out what her, how she wants to express her gender, a person who's figuring out how she wants to express her sexuality. And right, and I think that I, I know like that stuff, you know, I, I read it and I th- I'm sure I thought it was, or I read it and I thought it was interesting, but I, I don't think I really probably thought, I, I'm, I imagine I didn't really think about it a lot, but like coming to it now, right, that is something that I spent 
a lot more time thinking about. And one thing she says, and it and sort of reading this in in the light of this this last year, uh, especially since this last summer, and, and some of the things that we've talked about on this podcast before, um, there's the line in the book that maybe stood out to me the most uh, this time is, and I want to. I want to find it because I want to make sure I get it right. The, the thing that maybe stood out to me more this time, right, just because of, yeah, because of my job, the, the types of conversations we've been having, they're the things I have to be aware of um, sort of working with high school students is how people, how right, how to talk about gender, how to talk about sexuality with kids who are sort of figuring that, with, with people who are figuring that out, um, maybe for the first time in their life um, and are in really trying to like put words to it. And right as someone who like, I'm trying to figure out how I talk and how I think about it for myself. Right. And so the thing that stood out to me was, I'm just going to read the, these couple of panels, right? There's the character is, she talks a lot. She spends a lot of time in chapter two talking about how she wants to be touched. Right. She wants someone to like look at her and see her for who she is because she has a job as a, bear mascot out in front of a business and so sometimes people hug her but they're not hugging her they're hugging the bear and she's talking about how that feels very empty and she wants someone to see her for who she is and look at her and be like you as the person that you are you deserve a hug and so she writes by the way when it comes to free hugs gender doesn't matter to me but for anything more than that I'd only want to pursue it with a woman and the reason behind that was that I didn't want to accept that I was a woman. It wasn't that I wanted to be a man. It was more like I hated belonging to a gender at all. I was excessively afraid of being defined as a woman before I was seen as myself. And that kind of hit me because I think it pers- per- like perfectly, in- I think it really encapsulates something about both gender, but also something about um I think that also applies to like uh, race, right? Or skin color, right? As well, right? Like, you know, as a white person, I've been thinking a lot about like what sort of privilege comes comes with like that skin color. And the, like you see people on the news, right? They're you know, talking about like cultural appropriation or like white privilege or white guilt and people getting so upset, specifically white people getting so upset because they think something is being taken from them. And no, nothing is ever... And and it's not right, or they're talking about like reverse racism, which is like doesn't exist, you know, because race is about power dynamics, and and so right, the the only thing that anyone who might be gay or lesbian or queer, I think, and right, like I guess I'm, I I hope I'm like saying this correctly, like this is stuff I'm still figuring it out, and so I'm trying to put this delicately, but like they're asking to be seen as a person before they are seen as before they are defined by like their physical appearance right because right the it, it, what she's saying in the book right she doesn't want to be defined as a woman because people are making assumptions about who you are because you're a woman so you must be i don't know right and a lot of the negative stereotypes right i don't know like hysterical or you know um maybe like not very smart or you know you're good at like a certain type of job or something right all of these sort of negative stereotypes that like exist and are reinforced by our media right she she's hyper aware of all that and she doesn't want any of that applied to her and so she's saying she is afraid of being a person but she's afraid of being or she's not afraid of being a woman but she's afraid of only being a woman and that that is all other people are going to see of her right and that's the same i think again i I don't mean to be like offensive or ignorant in saying this right that's people that's all anyone is asking for is when you look at them you are not seeing them for for just what that physical appearances and that you can see like a whole person behind there before and you let them sort of define who they want to be right the thing about like asking someone what their pronouns are right if that if it's the appropriate setting right because sometimes it's not the appropriate setting to do that right or uh you know talking to someone about their race or their skin color if it's the appropriate setting if you if and if they're willing to share with you right like letting them define and tell them who they are to you right what is their identity before you're making assumptions and telling them what it is because as soon as you're telling someone else what their identity is like you're reducing and diminishing them and that is like a very that is a that is a violent act against someone um 
because you're not letting them define, not letting someone define who they are, right? You're not letting them like own or, you know, be fully human, um, right? You know, humans, we have identity. You're not letting them be fully human. You're denying that when, when you're defining who they are. And, and she's, she, I don't know, like, I, I just, I'm sure I've read it, like, put as eloquently, but just sort of put with the pictures and anything that really, that really stuck out to me. And, you know, this, this book is called My Lesbian Experience with Loneliness, but uh, she, she never uses the word queer, but, and, and, and you know, I think, I, I mean, I know I read it the first time and that stuff mostly went over my head, but like, yeah, I think this book is like low key, but maybe like really high key, kind of just like subversive, right? Because it's never like talking about like being gay or being queer or everything, because that just like pervades every inch of this book, right? So I was, I was reading this article the other day about, um, this person was kind of doing a, a media critique. Have you ever seen the show Married at First Sight? Have you, do you know what that show is? No, but that sounds awesome. It's <laughs> my trashy reality TV yes, heart is like <laughs> so they were that was kind of their thing right it was kind of like if you kind of accept this for what it is and don't think real hard about it like it's great but it's like also some some you know first class trash right um they <laughs> sort of they actually start their critique with like i put this into the category of like are the straights okay television which is very funny um but there's a there's a word there's a there's a sentence in here right they're quoting um Michael Warner, who is a professor at Yale University, and he works in the lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender studies department. And uh, their quote in this article is that he defines queerness as whatever is at odds with the normal, the legitimate, the dominant, right? And this whole book is about figuring out how to live, right? Going back, going back to the thing we're talking about with her parents, right? How to live in a way that is not defined by what other people want from you, right? Or what what is not the the norm right her whole thing is like this person she has she tries so hard to hold like a nine to five job she tries so hard and maybe we'll get to this in a second right she but because another thing i love in this book is how she says um there's a difference between laziness and like not being able to get out of bed because it hurts too much those are not the same thing right and you and let's i'll come back to that in a second but she, throughout this whole book right she's trying to figure out how do i define myself how do i live on my terms how do i express my gender how do i you know how do i express my sexuality what do i want that to be what is the thing that makes me happy and how do i go through that what you're or right or, or what do i need to like i don't know right the the whole I read this and I was reading this and I was like, uh, you know, it kind of just like was a, a moment of synthesis. Like this whole book is about like th this, this book doesn't need to come out and say, oh, this is like, you know, this is about like uh, being gay or being lesbian or being queer or anything. Right. Because it's just pervasive. It's just this per it, it's it's how this person's living. And which is why I say I think that, you know, not like I guess maybe it's not subversive, but just like it's just pervasive right that message is pervasive in it right and in a way that i think maybe if you're not looking at it like i read when i read it the first time right i think it went past me but when you really sit and think about what is happening i think it's like really really something special in that sense yeah i don't know do you have anything you want to add in i just went on a little bit of a rant <laughs> what off on that was a really long anything rant. to add about that or i don't know I mean, do you think um, what do you think about that Nah, that went over my head when I was that reading it. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Well, there, were there any like, <laughs> you know, I, you know, I guess I don't want, I don't want to like push you too much. Did were there any? Did you, I don't know? Were there any panels? Were there any lines that like stood out to you where you thought, oh, that's just she put something very well right there? I don't know. Um, any of those? Nothing that's jumping off the top of my head. Okay. All right. All right. That's fair. Um. So like, okay. Maybe I should have taken notes. <laughs> no, 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 absolutely not. Right. Cause I think it, it jumps out or it doesn't. Right. I don't think that has to do with the note taking it, it. It's, it's there. It's not. Um, so I, you know, so I guess the other thing is that I, that I want to call attention to is, is that moment, like I was saying before, right. She talks 
and I don't think I need to read this one, but she talks about the difference between people, right? She's, when she's going through this depression, right? Cause she's, she has times when she can like get a job and, and she can kind of maintain it. It's very difficult for her. And then she has times when she just can't, right? And how people don't understand that difference between not being able to get out of bed and what they see as lazy. And, you know, I think, I don't know, maybe we, maybe this is a little something, right? Like, do you, so you're younger than me, right? Uh, you're, you're about six, seven years younger than me. So are you technically a millennial? Are you, uh, what is, is it Gen Z? Are you technically the next I'm not generation? a millennial. You're not, okay. So something- I, I don't, don't have skinny jeans. <laughs> you don't have skinny jeans? Do you understand that reference? You uh, Facebook list, social media list monster. Darian said something to me the other day about how skinny jeans aren't in fashion anymore. Is that- is that what it, I don't know. Is that our skinny jeans? Basically, out? yes. Okay. Yeah. What's uh, what is what's replacing skinny? Is it like baggy? Is it just like fitted jeans? Like what replaces it? Baggy, like mom jeans or like straight leg. I don't know. I actually personally don't understand. Also, I like. It just reminded me of how unoriginal I am because I was like over the summer. I was like, you know what? Screw skinny jeans. No, thank you. I'm gonna start wearing like not skinny jeans. And I thought I was being like super like out of the box, and then I realized that I wasn't. And I was like, oh. You were well, gonna start okay. wearing start wearing what? Like I don't know, like not skinny jeans because like not, not comfortable. Okay. Oh, okay. And I was like, yeah. So like I bought a bunch of like different pants, and I was like, yeah, this is cool. Okay. I'm different, and then I, I realized that no, it was already no is, same with the middle part it's oh, fine mid- middle parts are out no middle parts are in side parts are out it's side not important part. to you because you're a guy <laughs> but i have long hair so i could i could rock yeah, a middle but part it's or a side part. it's different okay all right it's different all right that's interesting <laughs> i got i only have i have two pairs of jeans one of them i gotta get rid of because i put on some quarantine weight so my my actually like my actual pair of skinny jeans don't fit anymore, but maybe that's for the best. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, Same though. <laughs> <laughs> that's why uh, that's kind of the big reason why I was like, yeah, who needs skinny jeans? <laughs> maybe that's why I started. Maybe, maybe everybody it is, was collectively right? just like, yeah, I think I think that's it. That's that makes sense. I think we figured it out. Yeah. Um, okay, so I don't. Uh, so you're you're. I think yeah. So you're Gen Z. I'm millennial, and like I know. I mean, I know we get this from one side of our family. I know, you know, we get it from, uh, yeah, we get it from our dad's side of the family who, I don't know if you've been there for those discussions, Anne's, but uh, like about millennial culture. I remember I got real mad one time when they were mm-hmm, having this I remember discussion. That too. Okay. And right, I think the like, and again, I know this is tired. We're not here to talk about how like millennials aren't actually lazy. It, it is something that chafes me a little bit, but I think just sort of, you know, just kind of in the last six or so months, just being more on Twitter and sort of seeing how, just see, seeing people talk about this thing a lot more, right? About how, you know, and and sort of having, having the, uh, like this job, which is, you know, had like full-time job before, but this is more like, this job has like a 401k and like health insurance, right? Like, like it's more like official or whatever. And understanding, right? That like, it's really tough to get out of bed some days, right? And that doesn't mean I'm lazy. That doesn't mean anyone who feels that way is like lazy, right? And, and again, like this person, the, the person in this book is like really, she is dealing with like depression and she's thinking, dealing with content warning. Um, she is dealing with thoughts about suicide and, and, and death and right like maybe it would be better if she was dead but that her struggle to get out of bed says nothing about her character who she is as a person what she wants in life it is just it is a thing that she deals with right and it's so easy to just say oh you're lazy or you're or you're unmotivated or whatever without really stopping and asking someone like how do you feel right and so being on twitter and just seeing like people explain right you know in in certain uh circles or you know twitter threads are responding to other people right like ex- explaining some of those feelings and just being able to like understand right as someone who's like in that millennium and someone who's like felt that uh generalization like no like you're you can you know older person you can make that but you don't really understand anything that any one of these people are going through so i don't know like is but again like i don't know have you ever felt that like i don't know if gen zers really get called like lazy um 
I know dad gets on you for like, or maybe, I don't know, maybe you get more like being on your phone too much, but I don't know. Did you, did you pick up any, on any of that with that scene or like anywhere else in the book at all? No. (laughs) (laughs) Is that a no? (laughs) I said no. Oh, I didn't hear you. Maybe it's in the recording and I'll sound like a dumbass because they heard you say no, but I didn't. Okay. Yeah, they heard me. Um, I don't know. Do you think, I don't know, do you like, do you, do you feel any sort of like, I don't know, being, being a young, do you feel any sort of like generalizations made by like, about your like age group of people? Maybe it's not that. Do you, are there any other ones that you feel like people make about, about, you know, young people your age or around your age? Mm, I don't know. We drink a lot of coffee. (laughs) I don't, I can't think of anything like bad, just like stupid. Like what? Like, I guess, like, it's popular now, I guess, to kind of dress like, like, not like weird, but like, I don't know. I don't know. You should, you should just get a TikTok and then you would understand. <laughs> but my <laughs> because, TikTok like, and your TikTok would be very different. That's true. Yeah. I'm just, but like, it's like, there's some TikToks, I guess. Maybe this is a Gen Z thing. I can only make a reference if I use social media. <laughs> well, no, I, I mean, I, only... I see Darianne's TikTok, so I, like, I know kind of what's going on. Like, there's been some TikToks where it's, like, millennials will be like, I was wearing mom jeans first. I was wearing a side part first. I mm. liked the Beatles first. And, like, a lot of the Gen Z people are just like, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> damn that's wild <laughs> which i think is funny they're really or so it's they're, like people sometimes like i think some gen zers think that millennials are kind of turning into boomers like boomers boomer yeah i I'm just being like these young kids and it's like you were literally what <laughs> yeah yeah i i feel that i there's a couple of podcasts i listen to that have a sort of a kind of a wide range of of ages on them and, and i i definitely i get that feeling um, it, which is wild, right? Because like, I don't know, it was like, I don't know, it was like so common, like bash millennials. And now for like old, I, I got, I don't, what, like Gen X, it's like, was it boomers, Gen X? I don't know. It was like easy to make fun of millennials. And now like, they're like doing the shit that like gets them made fun of, right? They're like making it easy for mm-hmm. other people, for the younger generation to now make fun of them. It's, yeah. it's wild, man. It's very wild. All right. Um, I think those are kind of the big things I wanted to say. Do you, let's talk a little bit about the art and then we'll, we'll wrap up. Did you, was there any, like, I don't know, any moments, any panels that really stood out to you that you were like, I don't know, kind of like how I said, were there any moments where you felt like what the words and the, and the art were kind of really working together? Anything, anything you want to mention? Um, the parts, I guess it had this a lot where like, I just think that how she drew like the facial expressions were really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. That's like I'm just like kind of looking back on it. Yeah. Um, oh, can we talk about this for a sec? Like, so you something... you read it on a Kindle, right? Yeah. So did so I read it as the the book, right? And so it reads everything reads instead of left to right, it reads right to left. How does it read on the Kindle? The same. So uh, you read it right to left. Right to left. Yes. So opposite of a normal. I had to book. do the finger thing. Okay. Yeah, and like so, okay. it started. It started like you know how they have the progress bar at the bottom. Yeah. It started at the at the right, and it went okay. to the left. Okay. Good. Cool. I was like, I was kind of worried. I was like, I, I, I don't know if that's one of those things that matters, but it really, for me at least, it Is always kind of reminds. Whitewash this. <laughs> well, no, it, it. I think it would be a, in a sense, right? Because it's like this is something that was translated i I think the the translation is like they did a really good job but like this is something that was created by uh a a japanese woman it was you know she's talking about her experience living in japan it was originally in japanese language like and this is the format of books of manga that is made in japan like don't strip that from it i think that would be whitewashing in a sense and so i'm yeah i'm really glad they didn't okay sorry i didn't uh, yeah, I, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just wanted to ask about that. But you were talking about like the facial expressions and and how they did. She thought they did a good job with that. Yeah, um, I don't watch a lot of like anime, but that's something I like about it. Just like that kind of style of like the expressions, you know. Mm-hmm. You you always like there's not like a ton of like lines or detail, right? But you always know what the character is like feeling and thinking. Kind of is that is that where you're getting at, or something else? Yeah. But it's also, like, it's not in, like, 
it wasn't in like a um i don't know how to say it not i don't want to say that it wasn't like in a serious way you know because like mm-hmm. it was serious but mm-hmm. like it wasn't in a way that's like i'm gonna look at this girl and see all of her sadness on her face and i'm just going to be sad you know it wasn't yeah. like that it was like it got the point across but it i don't know it wouldn't it doesn't like ruin my day to look at it you know yeah yeah i mean there is a certain sort of cartoon cartoonishness to it in, in a sense right because like when she gets really nervous right it like it looks like her face is melt- melting right it's not like she's not like sweating she's like literally melting right so may- there, like the art has a little bit of like hyperbole to it maybe right or some of the uh sound effects right have like a little bit of hyperbole where it it, it, it doesn't undercut the seriousness but it doesn't sort of smack you in the face too much does is that mm-hmm. could be yeah no is that kind of it or no yeah that's it okay how did so i think it was two weeks ago for your one shot you talked about the webtoon true beauty was it called true beauty Mm -hmm. yes it was okay do you read any other webtoons or no okay so okay i was just wondering like can you compare this to sort of other webtoons or you said you don't read it you don't really read manga but i was wondering if you had any sort of comparison points for it but okay because that one's that one's a little bit more like realistic right it's in it's like full color it's a little bit more realistic with the way those characters Uh are drawn when we looked at it is that right so at some points there's some points where it's like it's like more caricature-ish or like you know okay but like i think it's just like a whole different style yeah 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 okay yeah this one is definitely unique and did you ever find yourself like wishing it was in full color or do you think the cut like do you think do you like what like right they pick like white gray black pink right did you i don't know did you ever find yourself where that color scheme wasn't working for you to think that works pretty well with with the book i think it was fine yeah i didn't really think about that okay okay yeah i i I think you're right right i didn't think about it too much there's a couple panels right where like you don't really actually notice too much and then like it only happens a couple times but uh like it'll maybe it'll be there's a couple close-up of like the the main character's face right and then like the whole panel behind her is like black and right and it's sort of the most even though it's not really a color it's the most like color that is on the on the page right and it's like oh right and, and um yeah i think they do a pretty good job like emphasizing or like drawing your attention around the page right because most of the page is actually white most of the time right and then the pink or the black or the gray is sort of used to highlight something used to like shadows to to, to show shading or or light being directed or emotion and i think it sort of draws your attention around the page really really well with where they choose to put the the color and sort of you know is it sort of an intense panel of black or is it sort of some like light shading with pink and gray or or whatever um i think they they do that really well all right Ange, anything else or you want to go to the next next part of the show next part <laughs> all right we will did i sound too excited you cut out a little bit i'm assuming it's on the recording but you cut out a little bit you did sound excited i only really caught the part <laughs> i didn't catch the i assume you said next oh. part but i didn't really catch the next yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> all right we'll be well, back after this... <laughs> we'll be back after this short break everyone So, no offense to the author of the of what we talked about, um, <laughs> but this was a real downer for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. So, I I finished this like I don't know um, Friday night, and so I was like, man, I want something to like watch that's like community or like bantery. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I watched the Mindy Project. I started oh, nice. on Saturday around three p.m. And I'm on season four right now. <laughs> to let you know, like, are there six? There are six. Okay, okay. I definitely. St- uh, I think I maybe saw the first two. When did she? When did her? When do her and Danny get together? Uh, I don't know. It all kind of blended together. Okay. To all right. Be so okay. So you st- wait. You said you started Friday night or Saturday night? Saturday afternoon. Saturday afternoon. Okay. Because I woke up around like two, so I watched it around. 
let's see, we got Indian food around like three. I watched it around four. Oh, you got afternoon Indian food. Yeah. Oh, nice. I like it. The lunch, like a lunch buffet we were, or just order out? No, we got it delivered because okay. we're lazy. We were going to yeah. go out, but then we're lazy. Okay. And also, I'm not sure if, I don't know if yeah, I'm really going to be running to a buffet right now. Yeah, that's a good, that's a very good point. Damn. Indian phase might be ruined forever. That's that, so sad. That's very sad. Because like, how am I, I honestly, Indian buffets are like, I think one of the greatest inventions because... <laughs> You can, like, try anything, you know? Because, like, mm-hmm. especially with, like, food that people aren't familiar with. And then you can just, like, try anything. And there's, like, no risk because it's just, like, $9. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. All right. Nice. <laughs> okay. So, you got the Indian food. You put the mini project on. And you just went for it. Just went for it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> nice. Why that show? Because I wanted something funny. And I was, like, Mindy from The Office was funny. Mm-hmm. And I read her book. Is everybody hanging out without me? pretty funny let's, let's see what this is about i relate is, to mindy i too am also a little dumb and maybe okay. make too many pop culture references <laughs> okay does that shows fun that, that's a good right that's got a bunch of funny people it's got i forget the guy who plays morgan's name but he's funny oh yeah um, ike barenholtz ike barenholtz yeah, yeah ike barenholtz i think adam Pal- paley plays the um, not the Peter english Prentice. doctor Pardon? Peter Print. Peter Prentice. I'm looking yeah. at. There's like a chart on okay. Wikipedia with all the main characters. Okay. Um. Does Danny like leave at season five because his little his? his I don't, what I'm looking at his like little bar of like season season suddenly goes down. Oh, he might. Right. Well, I shoot. Because I I think it like oh, I don't remember. I think it start. I think that show started on nbc maybe and then it the last couple seasons were on hulu so he might have left when it switched like because i think it got canceled and then i think hulu picked it up does it say anything does wikipedia say anything about that Mm, yeah yeah okay so he maybe he left when that switched like when it got canceled and then when hulu like was like no we'll bring it back maybe he just never maybe he never came back I'm not sure. Like but. it says he's a, re- a guest and then he's a reoccurring. Mm. So I guess that means they're probably going to break up, huh? Well, spoiled that for me. <laughs> um, um, no, yeah. Cool. <laughs> Ike Barinholtz, Adam Paley. Who plays Danny? What's that guy's name? I don't... What's his name? Danny Chris Messina. Chris Messina, yeah. He's usually in like sort of mob or like gangster movies. I, I've seen him in a couple of those. I think all um, of these guys kind of just look the same to me. They're all different variations <laughs> of like a scruffy white dude who like isn't cute, but like isn't ugly. Yeah. But more no. so just isn't cute. Like just yeah. something that you would just like see and just be like, I don't care about his life at all. Yeah, absolutely. I feel you. But they... Also, weird. I thought it was a weird character choice. Because like first season... Uh, Jeremy Reed, the British dude, was like, I, it was weird that they made him the boss, I guess. Like, how would he suddenly be the responsible one? Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. It's fine, but I thought, I thought, because, like, in the first season, they were very much more, like, bantery, all mm-hmm. three of them, Mindy, Danny, and Jeremy, but then, like, after that old doctor retired, then, like, Jeremy's, like, the new boss, and it's like, well, you're not funny anymore. You just, like, steal people's girlfriends. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> How far did you watch? I think I made it like season two or three. I I don't know. I I now that I'm thinking, I might have tuned out after Mindy and Danny got together because I didn't really like that. I don't. I was like, I don't because they don't like hate each other, but they're like very antagonistic. <laughs> and I just like I was like, I don't know if it would be like because it's very much at the beginning, right? Isn't she kind they're kind of embarrassed he's kind of embarrassed i don't know if she is but he's kind of like embarrassed right at the beginning when he's mm. when they start going out and i was like i don't i don't know i just i should probably rewatch it i don't know at the, when i watched it and that was a while ago i didn't love the love the dynamic there but gotcha um i think that's kind of when i want i don't remember what season that is is that like two or three when they get together I think it's like three. It's like three. Okay. So you've already, you've already gotten to that point. They're already together. I, I guess I assume that they're going to break up eventually because there's six seasons and there's no way they're going to last six seasons, but yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
No, but that's that's a solid show. That's nice. All right, so you're gonna finish All it. Right, you what got... about you? Okay. Yes, I will. You win it. All right, nice. My one shot for this week is <laughs> I won't take too long because I really don't think you're gonna care. <laughs> um, it is Drive to Survive season three, which just came out on Netflix. Not this most recent Friday, but the Friday before. So it's been out like a, a as we're recording, it's been out a little over a week but it's about the 2020 it's sort of the behind the scenes drama of the 2020 formula one season which is a race car driving competition that happens mostly in europe there's one there's one race in texas every year or usually every year there wasn't last year but it's right like we have nascar in europe and the rest of the world have f1 um because yeah the competition goes all over the world it goes to like Russia, it goes to Japan, Singapore, Bahrain, Britain, Australia. Don't, oh, it might go to Brazil. I don't know if they go to South America. They go to one race in North America. There might be a race in Canada. Wait, 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 wait. I think there might be a race in Brazil. But anyways, it's it's like, I don't... Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I did zone out while you were talking. What kind of race is this? <laughs> it's it's race car driving, but it's not like oh, NASCAR. Really? They drive they drive cooler looking cars. Like what Honda Civics? No, they're like they like it's like an open cockpit. Um, I don't know. It's I don't know. I don't care means. about race car driving. It means there's no like there's no doors. Like they climb into it and then they climb out of it, right? And there's nothing over their head. Oh. Um. So they're like kind of exposed, but um. There, yeah, so, but the, you know, every episode kind of ends with, like, a race, or there's, like, a race in the middle, and there's also a race at the end, but, like, there's, like, you know, it goes through, like, what's the drama of that week, and, like, what's the drama happening on, like, the practice day, and then what's the drama happening on, like, the, the qualifying day, right, and it's, it's interesting, right, I, because I, I listened to a podcast where they talked about this, and that's what got me to watch the first season. One of the things they talked about is, like, they were trying to figure out why, like, every single driver is basically also, like, a male supermodel. Like, every single driver is, like, incredibly attractive. And they were sort of wondering, like, (laughs) do the companies, like, is part of the company, right, when the, the companies are picking a driver, like, is the attractiveness, right? Because it's interesting, right, in... Like, the driver is sort of the product, right? Like, all these people, more than the car even, is the product, right? Like, all these people are working to, like, put together this really awesome, really fast race car so that, like, the driver can get a a lot of, like, glory and, you know, recognition for when they win or when they do a really good job, right? So it's kind of like the driver is the end product, right? So, like, our company's thinking, like, well, then if that's the person that's going to like represent us. Like we want them to be like extremely attractive. Right. And there's only 20 drivers, right? There's only 20 people who do formula one in the whole world. Right. So they like can be kind of picky because there's, it does, you know, it's not like, um, right. There's not like a thousand people, right. Where like attractiveness levels will vary. Right. And they're all like pretty generically attractive. They're mostly white. There's like one, uh, there's a driver who has Thai heritage and they talked a little bit about that last year. There's Lewis Hamilton, who's the best driver. He's won the last six championships and he's the only black driver. And they talked, they talked about, they, they gave him the opportunity to talk a little bit about that at the end, which I'll say in a second, but like, I don't know. So like, and, and they're all, they ha- they all have like very big egos, right? They all think like very highly of themselves. A lot of them are like <laughs> super rich. You like see your, they like, they go to their houses and like their families are super rich because you kind of in a lot of not always but in a lot of cases you have to kind of have some money to get into like the to get into like driving as a young person because you have to start when you're really young uh with this Mm -hmm. stuff so it's interesting this season was it was good i didn't think it was as good as the other two one thing that kind of disappointed me is they like there was this really horrific crash where like a car basically like blew up and the guy who was in it survived and he got some burns on his hands and his feet and like he's okay like no burns on his body no burns on his face he's like fine but they kind of there was like at the end of every episode they kept like showing this and i knew there was i knew this crash was happening because i heard about it last year when the season was going on but they kind of kept showing it at the end of every episode like stick around because like this big crash is coming up and i was like i don't it just kind of felt weird that they were like selling future like enticing people to watch future episodes with this like very horrific scary incident that didn't that felt kind of weird and then 
One thing that was like very ongoing and very present during the last season was how F1 responded to the police, the murders by the murder of George Floyd by the police in Minnesota and the murder of Breonna Taylor and the murder of Jacob Blake and other black and people of color like that happened in the past and last summer specifically, right? How F1 responded because most of them, most of the drivers are white, but the best driver, the driver who has won the last six championships is black. And he's like very outspokenly like black, right? He like, he's very proud of it and he, and he talks about it and he's very, he's very aware of it and, and aware of his platform, right? As the best driver on the best team. And so something right a a lot of the races or before a lot of the races they took a knee for a minute before the races in solidarity the black lives matter movement and um then there was a controversy where some of the drivers some some of the white drivers like i don't want to do this because this isn't the way that i want to express my politics and on race day i want to keep the focus on the racing right so there was actually this pushback by some drivers who were like i don't want to do this and other drivers were like no i actually think this is really important that we should do this and that was something that was going on throughout the whole season and again like i didn't keep up with it super closely but like i was reading i would read it about the day after and so i know this is something that was ongoing but in the netflix show they 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 the only time they talked about this was during the last five minutes of the final episode like you would not mm-hmm. have known this was a thing if you did not stay to the last five minutes of the last episode and i just think that kind of it's not a good it's look. nice yeah no yeah right it's like nice it's like you know we'll let you do this but we're gonna put it at the very end right you can have the last five minutes like that is what you get right and it's like i don't know it was like this sucks right because this was something that was going on throughout the whole season whatever i know you're you're making an entertainment product but if you're actually trying to represent what was going on in formula one last year this is something that was going on this isn't something that should have been relegated to the last five minutes they could have been honest and represented that this was something that was going on in formula one last year this is something that the best driver in the sport was talking about on a weekly basis and it just felt kind of yeah i, I guess i thought it was shitty to to put it at the end like that i i don't know yeah I, again i didn't follow formula one like super closely but i know this was something that was people in this that was going on it was a conversation in the teams and among the drivers and among the fans last season so they they didn't fully represent that i don't think but anyways yeah that's drive to survive f1 season three on netflix if you're in, into into that but let's go to the end of the show where we do our little outro and you can follow angela on instagram at glow.angela spelled just like it sounds you can also follow her at at i j o o n e underscore how do you say that again Ange? or how do you, how should that be said i june like june and then underscore all right so you can follow and that'll be that'll be linked in the show notes um you can also follow me on twitter at joey globacky that's j-o-e-y-g-l-o-w-a-c-k-y please rate and review the episode on apple podcasts or on your preferred podcast listening app you can also email the show by sending your messages to podcast at comicsly.com all reviews and messages are greatly appreciated i've also started putting the episodes up on youtube i guess if you're listening to it on youtube you know that if you have been listening on your podcast app you can also find it on youtube also something i'll link in the show notes is when i first i didn't mention this when i first read this manga when i read my lesbian experience with loneliness i wrote something about it so i'm gonna i put i and i that's still up on my website so i'll link that thing that i that little thing i wrote um in the show notes if you want to read that but yeah that's everything um I hope everyone enjoyed this. I, I enjoyed talking about this again. Angela, thank you for, for reading this. Thank you for engaging with this and for like, you know, being really honest about, about your feelings. I really appreciate that. Even though it wasn't, it wasn't easy. I, I really uh, thank you for that. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. No problem. All right. Bye. Uh, what do we got next week? Oh, next week is good. And next week is an Angela. Angela's going to lead it next week, right? Yeah, we are watching <laughs> the first yes. eight episodes of Itawan Class. Episodes one through eight of Itawan Class, season one. What episode are you I'm on, still by on the episode way? one. I didn't watch any last week. I know. Okay, you have... I will get there. I gotta, get if I watch like an episodes. episode a day, and then I'll have to watch a little bit extra, but I'll get there. But season one, episodes one through eight of Itawan Class, if you want to watch along with us for next week. Have a great week, everyone. See ya. Goodbye.